I'm Jack Semlicka, and welcome to this episode of our 2019 Precision Farming Dealer Podcast Series. In today's program, I had the opportunity to visit with John Deere's new production and precision ag director, Joel Dawson, during the company's recent Large Ag Integrated Solutions event in Orlando. If this is your first time joining us, I'd encourage you to subscribe to this podcast series, currently available in iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. Or if there's another app you prefer for listening to podcasts, let us know, and we'll make every effort to get it added. And a reminder that by subscribing, that will allow you to get alerts when upcoming episodes in this series are released. Well, as the precision farming landscape grows increasingly competitive, whether it be product development, recruiting and retention of new employees, or adapting to changing customer needs, creativity is increasingly valuable to the success of businesses. I had the opportunity to chat with Joel Dawson, John Deere's new production and precision ag director, and gain some insight into the company's groundbreaking presence at the recent Consumer Electronics Show, along with some perspective on the importance of explainability when it comes to autonomy and automation in ag. Joel, one of the things we were talking about last night, which was pretty interesting, was obviously uh, the fact that John Deere, um, you know, kind of broke new ground almost in the agricultural industry by uh, showcasing at the, the Consumer Electronics Show this year. And I don't know, maybe just talk a little bit about, you know, the motivation behind that, you know, what you guys were looking to accomplish with the presence of the event. You bet. So, uh, inaugural visit to CES here this past year. Um, had an, an overwhelming response from those that were in attendance and the media that followed, the, the, the awareness that followed. Um, really, as we were thinking about um, where we saw the ag industry and, and the requirements for technology and innovation in that ag industry, we wanted to, to step out of our box and step into the, the spotlight of CES and really highlight some of the things that we are already doing today that link our equipment, our technology, and, and deliver through our dealer channel that are pretty darn innovative. And we wanted to share that with folks beyond the egg industry um, so that we could get some additional exposure to really what we're all about. I would say that uh, overall, there were a couple of reasons we wanted to be there. You know, one was that. Uh, the second was just to get exposure to some of the talent and the, the technology that's existing in that industry today that we may not run into each and every day. And you know, if, if the judge of that accomplishment is the re- reaction that we got from those talented people or the, the others in the industry, we would deem that a, really an overwhelming success because it was uh, quite engaging for those folks. Third item I'd say is uh, really, you know, we want to do a good job of representing the egg industry in general. And we feel that we're obligated to do that because the egg industry has been so good to us over 180 years. So we felt like we needed to step out and educate people on where food comes from, on the demand for food, where we see that going in the future, and, and what we're all about as a company. And, and kind of links back to the talent piece. But as we've engaged that message with folks, it's really resonated uh, because they, they feel connected to the land and they feel connected to the people that are around them each day. So they're excited to be part of something that allows them to engage in that level of depth and meaning. So what are some of the conversations that you had at the event with people that, that stopped by being probably 
the only, I guess, uh, well, certainly the only major ag manufacturer there, but, you know, as far as kind of having that focus on agriculture in general from a technology standpoint. You bet. So it was a whole lot different than a traditional ag farm show, I can tell you that. So all types of conversations. Um, you would have a conversation with someone who may not have understood where food came from. You had have a conversation with someone who didn't understand what this massive S700 combine was all about and maybe had some assumptions that were a little bit different than what the combine was really all about. You'd have uh, students that were working on uh, their PhDs or masters that were surprised to see an agricultural company there and were asking about what it was all about. And you'd have college professors that would come and ask about, you know, why is deer here and, and what are you up to? So I would say that the gamut was pretty broad. Um, and, and I would say it's probably more towards the, the area of people just wanted to understand what we were all about and what's agriculture all about. Starting startlingly different than, uh, than a traditional egg show. Sure. You, you mentioned the, uh, the talent scouting element and mm -hmm. trying to make some of those contacts. Um, are there, you know, specific areas or, or uh, types of people that you were looking to uh, make those connections with at the show? You bet. So we're always looking for great talent, for one, um, and we're in a growth mode. You know, our, our growth businesses are continuing to grow. Our precision ag technology offerings are continuing to grow and be adopted quite, quite rapidly. When we bought Blue River here a little over a year ago, out in Sunnyvale, California, we got a, an awesome nucleus of talent, and it's just been uh, very rewarding for the organization to uh, develop that relationship with Blue River, and it's really exceeded any expectations that we had uh, coming into that, that transaction. So we're looking for additional talent, um, technical talent, analytics talent, CVML talent, computer vision machine learning talent, engineering talent, general talent. Um, you know, we're always looking for, we're a global company and we're always looking for, for great people. So we certainly got a access to a new pipeline of talent as we had conversations with folks at CES. A lot of the dealers that, that I talk with, obviously, when they're looking uh, at a dealership level as far as finding talent, um, you know, one of the things that seems to be happening is having to look kind of in more non-traditional industries to find people that have the you know, technological background, uh, you know, the IT, uh, in addition to kind of the, the customer service element. And, you know, what, what, it, what seems to be happening or trending a little bit is maybe it's not necessarily that person that has a farm background, an agricultural background. How much or how important do you see the ability to recruit and find people maybe outside of the traditional egg realm when we're talking about kind of the precision side of growing, you know, whether it's the manufacturer's business, the dealer's business, is, is that going to be an important piece you think going forward? Yeah, so let me address that in kind of two buckets. First, from a deer perspective, you know, I kind of mentioned we're, we're growing and looking for that talent. And, and we have a pretty good uh, track record of attracting that talent because of the company, its history, its legacy, the benefits that we offer, the compensation we offer. So yes, we are looking outside the egg industry, but we've been doing that for a long time from, a, from an OEM perspective. On the channel side, you know, you've got dealer organizations that have lots of opportunities for people, but they may be in more rural areas. And we know that you know, that's a challenge to attract talent into if they're not from that area. As, as people move into cities and uh, you know, fewer folks are living, living in the country, that's gonna continue to be an opportunity. 
The interesting thing at the CES show, though, was that some of the people that we talked to that had maybe went off to a, to a, a great school and got a great education, that thought they maybe needed to be in San Francisco or Denver or Austin or, or Israel or some of these places that are technology hubs, they wouldn't mind coming back home. And, and so those are the people that, you know, that's just, that's kind of a, a golden nugget for us because they understand the rural lifestyle, they understand agriculture. Maybe they weren't involved with agriculture, but they've got family in those rural areas. We'll take those talents all day long in our dealer organizations. Talent in dealer organizations that has a technical competence and a precision ag competence is a, a key focus for us. We're, we're spending funds and sponsoring students to, to uh, develop their technical talents and, and recruiting as well. So you've hit the nail on the head where the challenge is. Uh, it's just how do we continue to address it? Um, one of the terms that, that came up here was explainability mm -hmm. and you alluded to the fact that you know some of the conversations you had uh, at the consumer electronics show kind of you know centered around people wanting to know about you know source and, and where things are coming how things are being farmed I thought that was an interesting term can you elaborate a little on, on how you see that playing into you know particularly some of the technological developments and, and moving you know equipment forward but you know obviously traceability was another term that yep. was brought up how do you see that kind of playing into the future yeah i would say explainability is somewhat of a new term that's emerged as as automation and autonomy has kind of come on the forefront i think uh when i when i think of explainability it's really if you're a grower operating your combine in, in the field and the combine suggests to you or surfaces to you that you need to make a, or it recommends a change. Or if, if, you, if you moved your cotton cave or changed your chaffer setting, you could improve your output. Uh, and whether or not they accept that, they want to be able to understand how that happened and why that happened. And so with explainability, whether you're an autonomous automobile uh, or you know, an automated feature in a farmer's field, we need to be able to easily explain to them why something happened. Now, I would say that the ramifications of explainability in a field adjusting a combine likely not as significant as the explainability needs that are in, a, in an automotive scenario where you, you have to explain why did that happen the way that it did. And so we're working our way into that, ensuring that we can explain why things happened and visualize it in a very simple way for the grower. Because that, you know, we had talked last night about ease of operation and connecting all the different dots in precision ag that are so disparate today that we're trying to bring together in an open platform. Having the ability to make that easy is going to be the key to its adoption and success. And you made the distinction between the terms automated and autonomous. Yep. And that, uh, you know, sometimes it's probably you think of you know the two as one and the same but there's there's a clear divide there absolutely and the way i would say it is automation and autonomy sound alike they can be confusing and the autonomy piece of that can be distracting you know if you're focused solely on removing an operator from an operation or a vehicle or you know whatever um, that's one thing but to think about what is required prior to doing so is pretty significant and while that future may be out there a long ways, we're focused on how do we make farmers farm better? How do we make farmers farm better with their trusted advisors by automating 
tasks that the machine completes to try to make the operator that may not be the best operator as good as the best operator, or maybe even better someday. Well, thank you, Joel, for taking some time to share your thoughts on the present and future potential in precision farming. And I certainly look forward to your feedback on today's program, so feel free to drop me an email at jzemlicka at lessitermedia.com or give me a call at 262-777-2441. And if you haven't done so already, you can subscribe to this podcast series in iTunes or the Google Play Store to get an alert when upcoming episodes are released. And you can also keep up on the latest precision farming news impacting your dealership by registering online for our free daily email update. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at PFD Editors and on our Precision Farming Dealer Facebook page. And finally, I'd encourage you to mark your calendars and join us at the Dealership Mind Summit this July 30th and 31st in Peoria, Illinois. The theme of this year's event is 360 degree sales actionable strategies for the farm equipment dealer. You can visit farmequipment.com for more information and program announcements. Well, I hope that you'll join us again for our next episode in the 2019 podcast series for Joel Dawson, John Deere, and our entire staff here with Precision Farming Dealer. I'm Jack Samlicka. Thanks for listening.